All right. Kick us off, Matt. Lucas, how are you spending Valentine's Day? If Katie's listening, spending it. Chocolate, wine, (laughs) fancy restaurant, loving each other. (laughs) That's how I'm spending Valentine's Day. Just loving on each other. Well, you could do that. You could. I'm not going to lie. That is an option. Or you could spend it with a virtual girl or guy <laughs> on or a horse, dating simulator. Or, or, or horse. Or, or, mi- horse. or microwave. Or with the KFC <laughs> guy. Yeah. Everyone, today we are talking about um, talking about dating sims. Yes, this yeah. is our Valentine's themed Anything's Possible episode for everybody out there. All the wonderful fans, all the wonderful people. Um so really quickly, for anyone that's not familiar with a dating sim, kind of the basic thing of it is really, it, it is a game that is focused and centered around trying to, as it kind of explains itself, to date someone. Um, and this can take a variety of formats. It can be through the format of a visual novel. Um, it could be through the format of... Farming. Of farming. Uh, well, that's kind of interesting. We can get into that a little bit. Those games might not be strictly dating Sims, but have dating some elements. Or, right. you know, it could be a game where maybe you're just going through high school and you're also dating people. Um, dating simulators are interesting. Lucas, do you have any experience with them? So, you know, what's funny is um, I have experience with the visual novel genre, which um, I've played like like four or five uh, Phoenix Wright games. Those are all like visual novel, right? Esque. Um, yeah. Visual. Well, they are, right? Are, would you consider those? Not visual. I'd novels. consider something like, I guess they're visual novel puzzles. Puzzles. Puzzle games. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Keep, um, keep talking. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's maybe it's interesting uh, genre question right there. But um, you know, the basic tenet is you. It's mostly a dialogue driven game where there's just like a character in front of you that you're interfacing with and talking to and going down dialogue trees. That's basically what the visual novel dating sim mechanics are, right? It's just the mechanic is going down dialogue trees, mostly reading um, and romancing characters. Um, I don't have a ton of experience. The big one was obviously Doki Doki Literature Club, which we did um, a couple years ago for the pod. Um, probably not the best dating sim first go for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people could agree or disagree, but it was well. It's kind of interesting too because I was reading just up on to be candid Wikipedia, and I, they don't necessarily consider like visual novels to be dating sims per se. Because they consider a dating somebody something that has more stat base. So like maybe you, you appeal, you know, X amount of action. You do this action, and then it raises your stats plus five with someone. Whereas visual novels are typically, or excuse me, whereas, um, you know, a visual novel is typically just on a branching storyline with what, you know, dialogue options you choose. Okay. But then there are games like Doki Doki, right? And like one of the big things with Doki Doki that influences what girl you pursue before things go to hell <laughs> is, um, you know, the, the poems you do, right? And you choose different things in the poem. And those kind right. of stack up like points and things that influence. Right, right. So okay. th- there's little nuances like that. And you can argue what is or isn't a dating sim. But I think where Lucas and I agree, and I think Hot Mickey, our guest producer today, agrees as well, is that for t- the sake of today's episode, a dating sim will be like, will include visual novels, mm-hmm. will include more stat-like games, maybe like Brooktown High, which I played a little bit growing up. We can talk about that. <laughs> it's a weird one for me. Um, as well as, you know, many games also have dating sim elements while not being outright a dating sim game. Right. Say like Mass Effect 2, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Um, 
all these games, you know, Skyrim have certain elements to it where you can romance and wine and dine people and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Each is very um, unique in its in its own right. But Lucas, what do you think is really the appeal of dating sims why do, why do we like playing them yeah this is this is an interesting one so um we were doing some light research on the dating sim genre for this episode and you know you do find a lot of um you do find a lot of critical like commentary on dating sims here yeah. and there um where a lot of people will tout dating sim as like a relationship with a digital or the attempt to have a relationship with like a digital character or mm -hmm. like because you may be lacking romantic connection in your own life you seek it out in like a video game form or something like that i'm not that cynical i don't really view it like that i think dating sims can be entertaining and fun just yeah. now right um <laughs> that being said there are some very weird dating sims there's like a lot of weird dating sims out there that can like go down this really weird psychological path like like the brony, like the, the My Little Pony dating sim, right? Like that's, it's a little Bro problematic. Bronies are another breed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we have any My Little Pony fans out there, but I, I think <laughs> it could, it, stuff, stuff like that can kind of fall into a little bit of a weird zone where it's like, okay, are you playing this because you actually have like really romantic or uh, inappropriate fantasies about X, Y, or Z, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, but I think for the most part, a lot of dating sims are kind of just fun. And interesting, quirky, um, and silly. In fact, a lot of them kind of their whole appeal is that they're very silly, or the appeal, whole appeal is that they're like over the top or weird. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's also other side of it too, where I think for a lot of people, uh, I was reading an article on Twinfinite where the quote one member from like just a random community page they um, had, they go by the pseudonym of Saran Sama. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that i don't think they're listening but there you go <laughs> um and well also they're called otome games which right that's what they're known as in japan which fun fact depending on i guess depending on how you choose to translate it, it either translates to maiden game or virgin game okay does that mean you're romancing a maiden or a virgin or you are a maiden or a virgin we'll leave it open to interpretation <laughs> either um, way that's pretty loaded language Possibly in a translation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the big, the big appeal that you talk about in these games is, you know, you you get to indulge in like partners and approach relationships in a way you never would in real life, right? And it's its own unique form of escapism. And I think what's really cool about them too is that you do kind of typically in these games that are more like romance centered, centered you do really get to kind of like dive in and you get a really a deep picture of these characters' psyches. Again, I think a great example of that is Doki Doki, which obviously you and I have both played. Like when Natsuki is just getting like destroyed and glitching out, I feel bad because like she's like, you know, she, excuse me, she's detailed her whole life story to me. It's a very sad and tragic life story. And of course you're going to get a little bit attached naturally to these characters. It's right. not uncommon to get, you know, attached to, a character in a video game or a television show or any medium for that matter or a book and it's not unlike say a parasocial relationship right with a streamer because whether we intend for that to happen or not and to be clear whether the streamers intend for it to happen or not i think it's just a, a product of if you spend a certain amount of time with someone in a video game or even just on a podcast a pod podcast yeah, some people out there some people out there uh <laughs> or whether you're just watching said streamer for hours on end every other day or every day or whatever 
you're gonna you, you will inherently develop a little bit of these parasocial relationships where you feel like oh they're my friend right or right. oh they're my in maybe a dating simulation they're my partner they're my partner right yeah. but for those of you that have that parasocial relationship with your podcasts that you listen to we are your friend just want to throw that out there yes i appreciate that yeah <laughs> and you can engage with us on any number of social platforms including discord or yes. maybe reaching out via email just yes. as a little reminder if i had a discord on twitter instagram and tiktok in the link tree tp podcast tp podcast with an s at the end and our, our website Thanks for playing dot live. That's right. And by the way, before I forget, we are we do have Hot Mickey on as a guest producer for this episode as well. Yes, lovely Hot Mickey, hot yeah. as ever. Hot Mickey, you want to say something? Uh, just want to say thanks for having me on here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's controlling the stream this time around. And um, uh, Hot Mickey, are you a big fan of dating Sims? Uh, I I haven't even played Doki uh, Doki Doki. I've I've never played one. Okay. Visual besides, novels? Besides the one time that Brokaw <laughs> forced me to sit through one of those. <laughs> we. Do you want to talk about that or should we should we leave that out? I'll talk about it. Okay, okay. You want to you talk about uh, our friend group's personal experience with uh, dating sims? So, well, first let me, let me preface this with one of my, our good friends, Ricky, um, mutual friend to all of us. We... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just step aside, let you... Should tell this one. I've known Ricky since high school, and we've always both been into like anime and everything like that. And then one dark rainy day, he <laughs> introduced me to visual novels. Started off with some wholesome <laughs> ones. Um, there's one called Katua Shoju, which is where your main character, <laughs> your main character, starts off um, as just a normal dude, and then he ends up having like a heart attack. And you find out he has like a heart disability that just really puts him at risk, basically. So he gets sent to this after months in the hospital, gets sent to this school where you're um, meant. It's meant for anyone with um, limitations or disabilities, whatever you, however you want to phrase it. Um, and he's gets thrown in in there, and he's like all upset to be there at first. And then eventually, he meets these five girls, each with their own unique disability, whether that's um, blindness, deafness, um, missing arms, missing legs. And you, wow. while you go about your school life, you get the option to romance these girls. And I'll never forget Ricky and then our friend Ben and I, we probably up until five in the morning playing this game together one day, just rolling through it. And then I'll never forget, we're just in my friend Ricky's room and we're all just like staring at this screen, like oh, all the girls, you know, talking and doing whatever. And then our friend Ricky's dad just like walks in and looks at us, just like nods his head and walks out. <laughs> Ricky's dad, shout out to Ricky's dad, Mr. Innocencio. And then... Careful the light, Mickey. So we did a lot of that. And then eventually things got a little bit darker in our friend group. And we started playing something like, I don't know, Bible Black. You know? Or, <laughs> or um, God, there's another one out there. I forget what it's called. But long story short, we dove into some hentai visual novel dating sims as well. Probably not the healthiest thing to do back in, um, back in the day. Don't really recommend them to be honest either, yeah. but it was something we did. It's something we we tried out. And that was my first, actually, that's not even my first experience with the visual novels, but we can get into that in a minute. Yeah. But then anyways, eventually <laughs> while we were all at a smash tournament together, uh, we traveled up to one in NorCal. Uh, we all sat down and we all just played some hentai visual novel games <laughs> together, including Mickey. It was kind of fun. Uh, Mickey didn't really want to though, but yeah. he was, he was a good sport about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that, that is the well, short. Okay, yeah. I, you know, 
it, in in uh, just a comment on that because I was in the room when when that when that had come up one time. It's it's really the ridiculousness uh, and the over the topness of at least those games that yeah. kind of. I mean, it's all insane what's happening. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's like, I mean, if it's a good dating sim, like it might feel like a very organically built up relationship. You actually have to like make the right choices with dialogue and stuff. But yeah. when it comes to some of those other ones, you'll say you could say anything. And they'll just end up naked in the on the screen. Yeah, yeah it's just like, okay, <laughs> it's it, it's pretty weird from the outside looking in for sure. But there's also some that are more like outright dating sims. I never forget. I don't know why I bought this game when I was younger or like what spurred me on to get it. But there's one game I played on the PSP. It's called Bricktown High, and it's a PSP dating sim. It's a PSP dating sim video game. Whoa, where you're just you're just a person in high school and it's just like the beginning of the game. It, it you do like you answer some basic questions where it kind of sets up your base stats and puts you into a different social niche. So you might be a part of the jocks. You might be a part of the geeks, the art people, the, uh-huh. the preps, the nerds, whatever it may be. And then you have the option to just kind of, you know, go about getting good grades and go about trying to ask how girls to the school dances. And, me being the socially inept high schooler I probably was thought this game was great. <laughs> and uh, I think I played it in middle school actually, so before high school. So I'll give myself that much credit, but right. yeah, that was my first real experience with dating Sims and it's a proper dating sim game of stats and all, not just a visual novel. So yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. That love was it. my intro experience. I, I really like what you wrote here about how um, these games, there's so many games that have dating sim elements or borrow from dating sims and then they work it into their main game. Um, I think that's pretty cool, you know, because basically kind of, this, I mean, I played, I've played a lot of Stardew Valley and I have, um, I'm, I'm married in Stardew Valley. Congrats. Shout out to my girl Maru. Uh, she's <laughs> the, she's the best girl in Pelican Town, in my opinion. Uh, best single individual. She's super I still smart. have not played any Stardew Valley. Do you like, like, Farming sim games. I liked Harvest really? Moon back in the day, but I just I've just never touched any of them in years. You, I, I mean, Stardew Valley to me is just pure like, like, chill. Yeah. Enough, like sit back. Do it's probably the chillest game in existence, honestly. And like, no time limit. Just kind of keep doing your thing. Season vibing. over season, year over year, vibing, yeah. raising raising cattle, raising <laughs> chickens. Um, it's yeah, lo- love Stardew Valley. Um, and you know, I like I like these games that do have like. Basically, I, I don't know if you can even make this stretch, but even like in WoW, there's reputation bars with different factions and stuff like that. And like stats that basically control your relationship with different segments of the population within that game. Well, yeah, even like, like, say like Fallout New Vegas was a great game that yeah, did that or Outer Worlds, one of the games you have for the podcast. Totally. And in fact, like there's that's kind of a become a main mechanic or stat within like a lot of AAA games is like, okay, how well are you associated with this faction? How well did these people like you? You yeah. know, And it, it's kind of like the dating sim stats that you mentioned, but just like exploded into groups of people rather than individuals. Yeah, And, um, you know, I think it's a mainstay sort of mechanic that's now in like most AAA games. And then even romancing individuals like in cyberpunk, right? Or romancing an individual. I didn't know Persona 5 actually had that. It's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, so you can have a girlfriend or a boyfriend in Persona 5. I don't know explicitly like a boyfriend and girlfriend, but I think you can go on like dates and stuff. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Some of the notable ones. Yeah. Mass Effect 2, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, Cyberpunk, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. I didn't know that either. Skyrim, Persona 5, even Hades has romance options. You can sleep with like Megara. Oh, I didn't know that. And the, 
There's like one of the guys that shows up where you in certain rooms where you have to kill more enemies than him or something. Yes. You have a three way with him and Meg, I'm pretty sure. No way. Yeah. Hot Mickey, can you can you fact check that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah, I don't yeah. It's uh Hades is there was there, that's a really cool game. Go listen yeah. to our episode well, on that if you haven't in. Well, you you have um, reputation with each individual character in Hades anyway too. So yeah. like when you the more you talk to people, like even like um, the dude, the really annoying guy that like you talk to in the very beginning, um, who always comments when you die. He's like, oh, you really died back oh, to yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can build up reputation with that guy and yeah. then eventually get items from him. So you know, there's a there's a inkling of the kind of dating sim mechanic. All throughout Hades, even which yeah. makes the game a little bit—I uh, mean, fun, like really fun, honestly. Oh, it's totally another fun, layer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's kind of funny how so many games end up borrowing the basic mechanic of the dating sim and a, kind of reapplying that to different games as well as a secondary. Pretty cool. Let's see, and then I think you did a little research. You want to tell us about the first ever dating sim game? Yeah. So the first ever dating sim, um, at least according to um, some articles that I had found online, I'm going to really butcher this one. Um, can, I don't know if you could help me out with this one. It's Doku Yusei. Doku Yusei. I'll buy that. Sounds yeah. good. Doku Yusei is a slice of life uh, PC CD-ROM game from uh, 1992 slash 1995. Uh, 1992, I believe, in Japan. 95 in America. Um it's just like, I mean, it's a really old version of, of what we know as today. And there's actually not that much, um, there's really not that much information on it other than it, I mean, it's so early, 92. Yeah. So it's like the, the earliest example we have of, of a dating simulation game. It's all like, not a ton. I mean, there's not even like a lot of systems in it or anything like that. It's just like dialogue, like mild trees and stuff like that from what I understand. OG. PC yeah. game. What's really interesting too is a lot of these like dating sims and visual novels are actually what end up spurring on anime series. Yeah, walk like, me through that. I mean, I don't know where it is. I mean, not often will you find an anime that it's just that anime. You know, most animes have some sort of source material, whether that's a manga, a video game, or in this case, well, video game slash visual novel. For example, Clan Ad started out as a visual novel, then it got an anime, which is kind of a right, dating sim. Um what else is there? Didn't uh, Steinsgate start as a Steinsgate was a visual novel, but it's not a dating sim, I don't think. I'm pretty confident there's no dating sim elements in that. Um, but yeah, Steinsgate was a visual novel, then then went to anime. Bible Black visual novel, then went to anime. Discipline, fuck, that was the other one we made you play. Um, <laughs> Discipline is Bible Black, right? No, it's separate. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't play the Bible Black. It's just discipline. Discipline, yeah, it's just discipline. So discipline is just a different. Different, different hentai visual. <laughs> uh, I think that got its own hentai anime after the fact. Um, so yeah, a lot of visual novels end up offshooting into anime, which is kind of interesting too, because especially with something like Clan Ad, where I mean, we talked about Clan Ad in, or we will be talking about Clan Ad in an episode that comes out two weeks from today um, on anime. Mount Rushmore is a little bit of spoiler mm -hmm. there. But what's interesting about Clan Ad is, I mean, it, when you when you take a visual novel and put it into anime form, it's interesting because it inherently creates its own canon within that universe now. Because oh, it's like obviously with these visual novels, there's going to be so different, so many different options you can take, and so many different paths you can take. People you can end up with if it's a dating element game. And then when you go in the anime, I mean, obviously for the anime, there's only going to be really one path you can follow, one linear path. It's not going to 
you don't get the option to pick things. So it's interesting how it can kind of make a certain endings and certain paths can per se. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I wanted to talk real quick about kind of the, um, how, there's so many dating sims out there. Like if you just Google it, you'll find so many. There's like so many fan. There's a KFC ones. one. There's a KFC one. That was a huge yeah, one. Um, that got like a lot. I mean, KFC's like, I remember when that dating sim came out. This is actually really, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So like, I remember when that came out, it was probably like three, four years ago when it dropped. Uh, hot Mickey, can, that, hot yeah. Mickey can fact check the KFC dating sim. I remember when that came out, it was, it was really like big because it was like 2019, 2019, three years ago. I was right. It was literally, it's, I mean, it's an official KFC two and a half is like 2019. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it's a marketing plan. It's a, mar it's a marketing scheme from KFC. Right. And it's like trying to take the brand and do something with it. Similar to like what, you know, Wendy's does with their Twitter account or something. Yeah. Or Moon Pie does with their Twitter account. It's just like creating virality for a brand by doing something that like a younger generation will like latch onto a little bit more. And like the KFC dating sim looks visually pretty good. It, like, it looks like a dating sim. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. It looks better than most dating sims that you even find out there that are like either fan made or, or otherwise, you know? And like, I think that's just an interesting thing. There's, um, there's a dating sim called my horse prince. It's pretty popular. Um, my my girlfriend really wanted me to talk about that one. <laughs> Katie loves that one. She's uh she loves horses and um she she likes my horse prints. Sorry, Katie. Um and there's three main engines that have really like constructed a lot of these games. Um there's a Twinery, which is an open source um tool for interactive storytelling and nonlinear stories. Um RenP, uh visual novel engine also, and construct.net. Um so there's all these different engines that you could actually go to them right now. And build your own visual novel or um you know dating sim and that's why there's so much like you like there's so many that come around because yeah. fans can just jump in i saw like a mudkip dating simulator it's like the pokemon mudkip that you can romance someone just built that you know there was like a lovecraftian <laughs> cthulhu themed dating sim where it was like a female cthulhu there's a cd pro there's a um a cyberpunk themed dating sim where you're romancing like Johnny Silverhand. Really? Yeah. And it's actually approved by CD Projekt Red. Like they, really? didn't, they didn't like cease and desist it. They just said like, all right, that's fine. I might have to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, basically if, if it exists, there's a dating sim of it is what I kind of get. Um, and it, it just kind of shows the passion and like, you know, how much people both love the genre and love to like keep iterating on it and just yeah. making new versions of stuff. And, I'm sure there's like weird, even weirder. Like there's, if there's an anime, there's probably a fan made dating sim of like, there's probably attack on Titan dating sim. Probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what I kind of going back a little bit too, I think what's, and this is more just a general thing with games, but it's really interesting how accessible it actually is to have some sort of foot in game development and to play around with it. Totally. I mean, this whole week you're telling me about how you're playing around with the unreal, unreal. engine four, yeah. making your own little game demo in there. And then, I mean, just here, I list off three that you can use to kind of make some, variation of a dating sim or visual novel there's so many rpg makers things like that unity, unity. source mm -hmm. mods yeah everything it really is incredible and obviously ultimately like a huge net positive for anyone that's interested in dabbling because it at the end of the day when the, the more accessibility art is for people the more accessibility people have to these things whether it's art or game development you know it, it's just going to be a net positive because there's for sure more 
opportunity for incredible, you know, things to come about people to dreamers that maybe don't have like an in, in the industry to go and express their, um, you know, put their game out there and express it in their own way rather than like being potentially constantly rejected at from studio after studio, things like that. Totally. So yeah, really cool to see. I, I love it too. You know, who knows, like the, somebody that built, you know, the cyberpunk dating sim is going to be a story designer for some huge AAA studio yeah. in 20 years. Well, you know it's I mean? great. Like, yeah. Cause it gives them like entries to build you on a resume. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't know. And everything I, I I've noticed this a lot with podcasts lately too. Like, you can't gr get credibility until you have credibility. One of those things, right? You know, totally. It's totally, you have to have, you know, you have to have the five years of experience to get the entry level job type of thing. And I, what I love about this and the accessibility to game development is how much opportunity it affords people to get that experience in their own manner. Totally, totally. And you know, it's like the with a lot of these uh, visual novel or dating sim engines that people are using is like, you could even look visually at the websites. Again, that's twinery.org, uh, renp.org, and construct.net. You can just Google dating sim engines or visual novel engines and find them. Uh, they're teaching people how to think like an interactive storyteller, which is not, which is a, a, a translatable skill to yeah. basically every video game that is played today with a storyline. And I think it's great because like it's people are cutting their teeth and learning um, interactive story um, using these engines. So there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a wave of really solid uh, story designers uh, in the next generation or the next one. So the cyberpunk one you were talking about earlier, dating sim. Yeah, it's called Cyberbang 2069. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <It's> so silly. <laughs> Hot Mickey, you going to play that one? No. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you got anything else on dating sims? Nothing for me. Hot Mickey, anything you want to chime in and add? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. But I think my big takeaway is don't just write dating sims off. You know, I mean, hey, t 10 years ago, it was weird to watch anime. Now fucking everyone's watching anime. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, everyone's going to be playing dating sims and we're all just going to live in the metaverse. Yeah. No. With haptic, haptic feedback suits. That's a really <laughs> big point actually you raised is like, how are dating sims going to function in the metaverse? They're probably yeah. going to be the main, that's probably going to be what a lot of people end up doing. Right. Especially once we get to the point where AI can be maybe like learn on its own. I mean, shit. <laughs> that actually, yeah, maybe it's kind of scary AI or procedural generation with dating sims. Like who knows how far this genre can really be taken. Yeah. Right. Because I think like it's it was a genre, it, it's been a tried and true genre for the last almost 30 years. And then even something like I know Doki Doki took a lot of the conventions of the genre and really broke them, broke the third wall. And, yeah. and it's really like, I think has made an impact in terms of like, whoa, like, I mean, it certainly made an impact on me when we did it for the episode. Definitely. Those of you check out our Doki Doki episode. Really fun episode. Um, really, really, really fun episode. And uh, I mean, who knows where the medium is going to go next, right? right? Because there is always the next level and the next level. Maybe procedural generation, AI, um, you know, text to voice or text to speech could be like the next step where you're not even reading, but you're fully interacting with other AI. Uh, maybe these story designers making dating sims now are eventually going to take on the, the next set of tools or yeah. the next generation of technology to eventually make something better. And what's interesting to think about too, and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played Doki Doki here, um, and Doki Doki, one of the main, not gimmicks, but like one of the main things it does is uh, by design, Monica breaks the fourth wall in the game and starts like messing with the game files, but it's all by design, of course. But, you know, 
it's feasible to think that we're not far off from where something like that can happen I in know. a dating sim or can happen in the metaverse or whatever. And it's not by design. Just a scary thought. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Kinda who knows? My brain there. But um, I think that's all we got today, everyone. If you want, please you can find <laughs> us online on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast with an S at the end. Um, and in the link tree in our bios on each of those socials, you can find our Discord as well as link to our YouTube channel. We're going to be up in the YouTube channel content here. We're getting a lot more clickbaity with our titles. <laughs> we so are. Look forward to that. Hoping to really kick into that algorithm there with YouTube. Um, as well, the what else do we got? What else do we got? Thanks for playing that live as our website. Come hang out there. Shoot us an email. Thanks for gmail.com. And if you haven't already, go ahead and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Helps us grow organically and get the good uh, get the good word out to you, the good people. That's right. And if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter at Good Idea Matthew, where you will find me tweeting about occasionally video games, but mostly complaining about U.S. soccer. <laughs> uh, Lucas, Love where it. can we find you? Uh, the best place you can find me right now is our uh, Discord server. Uh, people have been hitting me up on discord, um, expressing their love and their fandom for the podcast. Always love that. Um, talk to me about hot takes, video game opinions. Um, what is the best Zelda game in your opinion? Do you agree or disagree with my opinion on kingdom hearts? Uh, hit me up on discord and let me know. Love it. Hot Mickey. Where can the people find you? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta uh, plug, you gotta plug the big one. I'm pretty much just, uh, on Twitter and Discord. Twitter, you can find me at teals underscore BCB. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right now, I am doing a campaign because I compete in a Smash game called Project M. And there's an invitation going on right now that's going to be fa- uh, fan voted to see which players get in. And mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. try to compete with the best players right now. And you can find that information in our Discord, actually. Uh, I I post that in the self promotion channel. That's right. So you can find the, it's just a really easy Google doc to fill out. You just got to fill in your name or gamer tag and then just select which candidate you want to vote for. And that's all there is to it. So that's Google doc. When does voting close for that? Uh, the 16th. So this will uh, be out by be then. After. Oh, yes. Oh, so, right? so by then. Will it? Hold yeah, on. No, 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 yeah, I don't want to lie uh, to you. <laughs> uh, by then, yes. It, uh, this drops the 10th. So this will be out. Oh, this one, oh yeah, this one's coming out. Yeah, okay. This one's coming out this week. Yeah, so this, cool. the voting will still be live. Uh, support, support, hot Mickey, everyone. Yeah, He's hot. His name's Mickey. Yeah, sickest um, Meta Knight to ever do it in Project M. That's right, literally, literally. Yeah, crazy, crazy ledge cancels shenanigans <laughs> with the cape. But um, all right, everyone, this has been thanks for playing, and remember, anything's possible. Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Royal Call Bunch and Red Circle. 